Hello everybody and welcome to Brumbagoon, you will not get there on a road bike. Welcome to the most difficult episode that I've ever edited in my life. Not because the story is not good, I mean the story is amazing, I'm talking about one of the coolest races of the ultra endurance spectrum, organized by the cool cat of the cycling world, Camille McMillan. And the race, the road... The Root Master is one of the most famous and coolest and gentle and awesome and lovely people in the world of bikepacking. I'm talking about Josh Ibbett. But stories were too cool, for sure. I met a lot of super cool people. And also on the other side, I was a bit rusty because I have been not recording a live episode like this. I mean for two years and a half. Last time was Atlas Monterrey's. Yeah, it was a complex thing put also together into the same washing machine that new job, new life, new things to do. Focus was a bit all over the place. And then the amazing project that we kicked off with Josh about is Atlas Monterrey's, as well as my special episode from Bespoke. I mean, that's why you have been waiting for this episode for that long but now it's here and we are all happy so to celebrate it please do something for me go on your podcast provider and do whatever you can do with that subscribe review rate comment do whatever you can for you it's one second of your life for me it's super important because most of the like-minded people like you and i would listen to this episode and if you know somebody you would love it feel free to share it. Thanks a lot for listening and to listen to also to this bullshit that I'm saying here all around. I mean, I'm just kidding. They are not bullshit. They are important things. As important as the coffee link down below, you will find the link where you can pay me a coffee. You know how much I love coffee, right? And I also love white coffee with no dairy milk, even after lunch. Yes, I mean, I love a good flat white after lunch. But down here with the link, if you pay me a coffee or you want to drop any coin over there, you will know that this podcast is gonna stay independent. And that's super important. You don't want a broom wagon that cannot say whatever it wants to say, or the people here could not say whatever they want to say. You know what I mean, right? Thanks a lot, Komoot. This never happened with Komoot, with the amazing partnership that we have been having now for two different seasons. A lot of super cool news are coming from the Komoot world. The most important, I think, in my opinion, if you go to the Komoot YouTube channel, you're going to find an amazing film where Lyle Wilcox and also Gabby, Gabby Thompson, and everybody who was involved in that is going to talk about the women's rally. We talked about kind of women's rally already in an Abada episode, I think two, three episodes ago. But in this case, the film, it's really great. Komoot, YouTube, channel, and there you will find the film. I don't remember this name, but Women's Rally or stuff like this, but you're gonna find it. I think it's the last one that was released. Films. You know how much I love mountains film, adventure films, and the most famous, or in my opinion, the coolest festival about films on the outdoors and exploring is the Kendall Mountain Festival. It was last week, but still, if you want, if you lost it or if you want to catch up, you can go to the player of the Kendall Mountain Festival 
and then get your subscription and catch up with everything that happened there. I just finished watching the bike night and sponsored by Trek, I think. I don't know if I can say that, but this is a good way to find it because I have to say that the player doesn't have a search engine that is really good. If you put bike night by Trek, then it's gonna be better. And people, it's amazing. I mean, I really want a mountain bike now. Not only for the adrenaline and stuff, but just to feel and live the adventure. And also because the community of mountain biker, it's really good. I think I said everything. This episode is going to be anyway super long. Enjoy and please send me a feedback. Calamaro CC and Broomwagon Podcast, two different accounts on the Instagram, is going to be important for me to listen what you have to say. I want to say also thanks to everybody who was involved in this project. And then talking about, I already said, Camille, Josh Shibet, actually that was the one really, the one really wanting me there for this uh, episode and actually for this event. And I'm really grateful because it was a great event. And also Jack Rupert from Albion. Thanks a lot for being part of the family, for making me be part of the family with this episode. And of course, Finley, Finley Newmark. Yes, Newmark. Some of the most amazing things on the social media, short videos and everything, I think that they have his name on it. Follow him. He's a super amazing guy and for sure something new is coming from his camera pretty soon. I hope, ah, of course, Becky, Becky from Dot Watcher also was there. I mean, it's so cool to have her around. So many cool stories come out and actually Saturday night, na 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 You know what I mean. And we should not forget Hunt, Hunt Beyond. I mean, I already said Josh Shibet is the brand manager of Hunt Beyond, but without Hunt, this episode would never happened. Well, let's jump on the episode. About what would you say? The further... East. I arrived, set up stuff, and of course the first shot is gonna be with the master of ceremony, Camille McMillan. You know who Camille is, right? If you don't, there is an episode of the Broomwagon podcast about him. It's actually the starting day, it's Friday 16, I'm talking with Camille. Well, seems like we're here. We are, yes. The barbecue's alight. Mm-hmm. The uh, the tramp... Oh, no point in pointing, is there? Uh, it's okay. I mean, I have to edit it. It's yeah, fine. Okay. I mean, don't feel constrained by myself talking. Say whatever you want. Move wherever you want. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's... Yeah, the uh, the tramps are... The English version of tramps. Tramps fire is a light. You know, one of those chimney-burning mm. flu things that kicks out some heat. Because it's suddenly, like today, it's suddenly... I mean, I'm coming from Switzerland, and actually yesterday there was it was raining, but I, I was competing in shorts and t-shirts. I said, okay, it's not going to be worse than that here. I arrived here and I was freezing completely. And this morning was, I mean, I think it was single digits already. Yeah, it's, it's kind of yeah, it's really strange. I'm not so I'm not a fan really, but um, the winds dropped down, which is good because earlier the wind was like the, there's those big uh, turbines down the road and they're like spinning fast so tomorrow could be a uh, hundred miles of headwind for breakfast so uh, let's start from the beginning are we in the pyrenees no we're definitely not we're in the flatlands of east anglia and we are doing the further though it's the further east which is uh, the wind is the mountains 
<laughs> I love it. <laughs> they call it Dutch mountains, right? But here we are in England, so... Yeah, yeah. Well, I grew up around here, so we grew up in those mountains. <laughs> yeah. Tell me more, so what is going to happen? I think that... I mean, tell me more about the event first, and then I think I have to go and talk also with the other guy who is uh, firing up the grill over there, yeah, <laughs> talking Josh, about the race. Yeah, Josh is, is, is fanning the flames. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to be cooking the barbecue over there. Um, it's, it's similar to further Pyrenees in that I'm putting a space together and hoping that people come together and just meet and chat. Uh, it's a sort of very welcoming space cooking eating it's not a refuge on top of a mountain but it's a nice it's a nice woodland with nice people so that's that's good yeah that's that's the sort of starting point and then the uh the event is going to be uh, like an old-fashioned english time trial everyone sets off at minute intervals but they go down a bridle path mm-hmm. obviously not racing but um but something special is going to be also the starting time and the raffle for it. Oh yeah, it's, it's, a, uh, it's yeah, it's just a, it's like a raffle. I've got a raffle book, and that's people's time. So there's no seeding. There's no. It's luck of the draw, and I think some people aren't going to turn up. So sometimes there might be a two-minute gap, but that's that's kind of keep it a bit random. No stars. You know, we're all just riding our bikes here. Well, I'm not. I'm, yeah. But yeah. you're never actually racing this kind of event. Why don't you race your events? Um. <laughs> tell me, tell me. There is also the horse that has something to say. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, apparently that horse, it, it, gets, it's, it gets very horny because of the horses that are in that field. <laughs> and this, this, the horse is here and new. And apparently this one's quite old. And Anyway. Okay. So there it's in- also a bit like me. I'm a bit old. And horny, Stop and that's why I don't. That's Stop why I'm it. not riding the race. <laughs> but anyways, everything is starting from here tomorrow morning, seven o'clock. Yep. With the tanga pagoda, and everything is finishing here. When? Well, that's a very good question. This is yeah. Well, it's dry, so it'll be fast. I think a lot of people are going to bail out on Sunday and think I need to go back to that warm fire and drink some beer. Mm-hmm. Um, but the faster riders, maybe Sunday night late. I hope. Mm. But they got all Monday, even though British Cycling has said we shouldn't be riding our bicycles on the Queen's funeral. What are you going to do for the Queen's funeral, if I can ask you? Uh, celebratory uh, sausage. Makes sense, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I yeah. like it. But anyway, it's actually, um, I remember that you said that actually everything should finish on Sunday, but actually you postponed the things a bit. So. Well, it, all, it was all a bit strange because it got changed because of the strikes. Mm. And then the strikes were called off because of the the funeral and um, all that shenanigans. So the timing's all gone very strange. So it's so it's fortunate that Monday people can just roll in when when they can roll in yeah. rather because it's a, it is a long ultra sprint I should say. But you know, so to actually get it done in two days is hard. So now we've got three days. Yeah. which it was originally it's just been shunted over a little bit yeah so. last question are you happy that I'm here I'm very happy you're here it's lovely you're here finally I finally yeah, met finally, you so yeah, I'm super yes, happy yes we've been online and uh, so much better in real <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect I'm going to talk to you in some other moments no yes, worries yeah. thank you Camille look forward to it barbecue was on people were nice nervous but excited 
And there are a lot of different levels of participants to this race. Somebody at the first experience, somebody with some experience, somebody with a lot of experience. Let's start with the newbies. Ben. Hi. Hi, Al. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. How are you? I'm really good. Can I ask you your name? Maybe it could be... I mean, for today it's fine. Tomorrow probably will remember any... It's not true. I will never remember your name again. Uh, ben. <laughs> thank you, Ben. <laughs> so, yeah. Where are we? Um, so we're in Cambridgeshire, mm-hmm. uh, Camp Send, um, on the start of um, yeah, start of the race, um, in a in a small little field, um, very kind of idyllic setting, fairy lights, campfire, <laughs> everyone's just about to start um, and have some grub. Um, yeah, really lovely. Yeah, yeah. And uh, how did you get to know this race and why we are, why we are here? I think I know why I'm here. I'm here saying stuff at the microphone. Why you are here? Um, yeah, I got to, to, to know this race kind of last year through one of the GCN videos um, specifically and then through that kind of started to follow more ultra cycle, cycle races um, and then just like, oh, this would be cool to something to try. Um, and this seemed to like a really cool event to just kind of like try off, do, do something to see how it is um, and see whether I want to kind of keep doing it. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of why I'm why I'm here. Um, I've heard kind of, yeah lots of yeah, like great things about ultra cycling and kind of that long distance stuff um, and yeah I'm really kind of looking forward to, to seeing what it's like over the next two days and so this is going to be your first race of this kind yeah absolutely um, yeah before I've done kind of races about 300k long um, but yeah this will be definitely the yeah the, the longest and actually a lot of people I heard that they're thinking about pushing through the night this is also your idea of tomorrow I think I'll probably have a couple of hours sleep um, just to, to break it off. But if in the miraculous uh, that I am feeling good, then uh, who knows? We'll, we'll see next tomorrow night. Have you heard already about some of the races of Camille and what do you expect from them? Yeah, so yeah, obviously I've kind of done a bit of research um, and yeah, um, I think it's going to be, be interesting. I'm really intrigued to, to see what the kind of yeah the off-road sections are around here and kind of i think it's going to be a really diverse kind of single track and wide lanes um but yeah we'll we'll see i mean at least this race actually was not scouted by camille but from josh so probably you can expect something lighter and probably less hike a bike (laughs) yeah i was uh uh yeah watching the the dots on the the pyrenees race and (laughs) that's crazy yeah yeah that was just like everyone saying that they did yeah more more hiking than uh than cycling so uh definitely uh yeah, pushed it to the limits. It seemed like so. I'm, uh, I'm happy that it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. <laughs> Maybe it's going to be next year the case. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Just want to ask you the last thing because I think that also the bird, um, vegetarian burgers are almost ready. What bicycle are you riding? You can just tell me, for example, what's tire, what tire size you have. Uh, bike. I'm riding uh, Mason Bouquet. Um, yeah, 40, 40 Cs. Um, 700 C. 700 C. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's nice. Just to be on the safe side. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, all good. So yeah, that's great. I'm gonna see you around. Yeah, perfect. So best of luck. Thank you. And then Naomi. I mean, everybody knows Naomi. So we're here in front of some fire. Seems like it's cozier. Uh, it's lovely and warm here because there's quite a chill wind. I mean, it's crazy, right? Actually, I don't know. I was expecting a bit more better weather, but uh, we're still in the north. We're still in September. Uh, yeah, but you know, I'm from Scotland, so this is. This is warm. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. How cold was up there? 
Uh, it was colder than it is here, but not much, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. just wetter. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask you your name? Naomi. My name's Naomi Freireich. That's perfect. And then first time here the further east. I think it's the second edition, so... Yes, my first time here, yeah. yeah. What brought you here? Um, I had been following um, actually further in the Pyrenees and then saw this last year and uh, managed to get a last-minute space from um, Camilla. I think someone pulled out um, late on, so I managed to get a, a last-minute space. Um, I know Philippa Batty, who raced it last year, we ride together from Mason, so... Um, Yes, I was looking forward to riding against her, but I don't think she's coming now. <laughs> oh, but are you expecting something weird from Camille or...? Oh, it's always something weird from Camille. <laughs> Isn't Makes that sense. the very nature of the thing? Absolutely. That's why we are all here, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You don't come for, for normal. No, 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 absolutely. But do you know the area here? Or is it going to be a new discovering for you? So most of it will be new to me. I work for a company based in Cambridge, so I've been here a couple of times. Um, but I've only ridden sort of around the, the Cambridge area. So yeah, a lot of this is going to be new, which I'm excited about. That's great. Can I ask you just one question? Is like... Uh, what brought you here we said already but what brought you to cycling what kind of cyclist are you how much are you cycling or I don't know how was your crash into bicycles yeah yeah. Uh, so I started about 10 years ago now um, mountain biking mostly um, started doing 24 hour racing and wow <laughs> uh, which is yeah which is a lot of fun and sort of extended to going a bit further um started doing a bit more gravel riding so that that's how i got into cycling later on in life that's amazing i mean i think there's a certain point i remember once i was actually um, looking for a new skateboard but i didn't know so much about skateboarding and then i told the guy probably i'm too old for starting it you're never too old you just need to start uh, exactly that, yeah, and I think that, um, yeah, it, it's exactly the case, you know, you, it's, you, cycling is, is great whatever age you are, and, and um, I'm just glad that I found it when I did. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, maybe earlier would have been better, but yeah, at a certain point also, at a certain point is good. Last thing, is it the first race of this kind for you, or you have done something similar? You talk, we're talking about 24 hours racing and gravel racing, but... I mean, a bit more of a long-distance racing like this? Um, yeah, so I um, started GB Duro last year. Um, I didn't finish, but I got sort of over halfway. Um, I've done the Highland Trail uh, 550 this year um, and did the Lakeland 200 a couple of weekends ago. So, um, yeah, this is like... It's not my first, but it's... No, I, I haven't done tons and tons, so I'm not hu- hugely experienced. That's perfect. What are you expecting from this? Uh, I expect nothing but type 2 fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm going to see you around. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it'll be amazing to see you on the trails. That's perfect. Thanks a lot. Thank you. <laughs> and walking around, I found also Shell. Super well known in the scene, especially in UK. It took part to anything you can imagine. A lot of experience, a lot of love for the outdoors. I love that guy. So yeah, I'm here with somebody with a wonderful name. Hi, Shell. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing good, yeah. And you're also eating. Sorry if I'm bothering you. Yeah, yeah, no, just uh, sorry. <laughs> no, you're the problem. <laughs> I mean, I it's, you don't have to be sorry. I need to be sorry for that. <laughs> no, I shouldn't have taken that bite at the moment that you pointed the microphone. My way. <laughs> no worries. I do it just to make you a bit more in difficulty. So actually, I'm putting you in a, half, in a hard spot. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So, uh, no worries, no worries. So, tell me more. Why are you here? Um... I have no idea, really, but uh, I, I just, <laughs> because you like no, you no, like because, Camille because this yeah yeah because yeah maybe that's the reason 
I met Camille um, oh, about seven years ago on a ride, uh, and he's just bonkers, and I just like the guy. And so when I saw his series of races, I've, I've always wanted to do one of them, and somehow they, they've never just uh, fitted my diary. This one did, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So how did you meet him? So you said that you met him on uh, on a ride, just well, like I, I did um, some of the early transcontinental races, and Camille was, some. Uh, the second, third, and fourth of the transcontinental race. <laughs> Three. Wow. And Camille was photographer, official photographer on the second one. Uh, and he popped up. I was sat, um, uh, I can't remember where I was now, but I was sat in a cafe actually, eating, and he suddenly popped up with his camera, started taking pictures. Uh, I was with another rider. And then he subsequently, because I'm quite old, and he told me he was going to sell the quite pictures old? to Saga magazine, which is a magazine for the over 60s okay. um, and uh, it kept popping up all along the route and the following year when I was doing TCR I, one night we came into a, a town in Montenegro and um, there was a checkpoint there which had accommodation but all the beds were taken mm-hmm. and I sat around for some time and eventually got put in a somebody's house somewhere the other side of town nice little room when I woke up in the morning there was about 10 other people in the room as well and Camille was amongst them again and of course chaos ensued ensued and um, you know I kind of got further and further into understanding the madness that is Camille really I suppose it just kept crossing paths yeah, it looks like, okay, you actually just told me that you already took part to three transcontinental races. You're not a newbie. Have you done anything else? Yeah, I've done um, quite, quite a few. I can't, probably can't even remember. So um, things like um, I did North Cape Tarifa um, and um, uh, what else have I done? Uh, Transatlantic Way, Pan-Celtic. Um, I did the Indy Pack across uh, Australia. Um, so yeah, lots of them Highland Trail. I've done some of the off-road stuff as well. Okay. Um, Italy Divide. You know, I just every year I try and pick one or two. I'm okay. retired, which gives me the luxury of being able to fit things in fairly easily. Um, but, um, there's so many events now as well. You know, it's true. I mean, everywhere there is one. It's, um, it's a task in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. And another thing that I want to ask you, so it seems like you're a kind of an experienced cyclist, you like cycling. You told me as well that you like also the competitive side of these kind of events, right? Mm. But what brought you into bikes? How happened that you got this crash into bikes? Oh, that's hard. But um, I, I guess, you know, I mean, when I was younger, I, I just rode a bike because everybody did as kids. And then it became a way of getting from A to B when I was younger. You know, I didn't have a car until I was in my 20s. So, you know, it's the way I got to work. It's the way I got to college. Um, but riding in the, the way I do now for pleasure didn't really happen until I was in my 50s. I used to do lots of climbing and um, have adventures. Then I had a family and all those things got put to one side. And I guess it was... Um, as the family grew up and I got the opportunity to go, go back um, to adventure and I looked for things to do and I, you know, I was a bit too old to go back to the climbing that I used to do and um, just and I, I think I, I was just very lucky I, um, I kind of bumped into the right people including Mike Hall who you know, obviously um, drew me into Transcontinental and it, and it just happened and it, for me it was the very first time I did one of the really long rides Yeah, yeah. Um, I had no idea what I was letting myself in for I just thought you know, there are two voices going in my head. One saying, "Do it, do it, do it. It's going to be an adventure," and another saying, "You'll make a fool of yourself. It's going to be a disaster. Don't do it." You know, and uh, yeah, obviously I did it, and um, and it went from there. But it's a long story to really explain all the ins and outs of it or how I got into it. 
it's just a sense of adventure that I've got that I, I needed to express again. You know, as I got a bit older, and the cycling was the way of doing it, I suppose. Um, <laughs> and what brings you to make new events over and over? Um, yeah, of course, I'm still enjoying it, yeah. and. Um, Uh, there is a bit and as I say I'm getting older I'm in my 60s and I kind of feel you know when I was younger you just think you're going to go on forever and now I really do have that sense that time's ticking and I've got to get things done and I want to do things I want to go to places I love just the um, I, like, I like just the adventure you know but I like going to places seeing places meeting people it's just so special and the best one of the best ways anyway maybe even the best way is on a bike the speed the way you meet with people you meet with people on a very um, kind of open and e even basis you're not, you're not really you don't, they don't see you as some threat they don't see you as some wealthy incomer or anything they just see you in a very friendly way generally speaking when you travel through places And you know you move, the speed at which you move. You cover you cover a distance, but you do it at a speed that allows you to absorb, you know, the landscape, the people, the cultures around. It's, it's a phenomenal machine. And and you know when you think that that machine, you just couple it with a pair of legs and a you know bar of chocolate, and it, it'll take you to Istanbul or wherever. You know, it's just incredible. Um, yeah, thanks a lot, Charles. Yeah, my pleasure. Yes, I love it. Did I already mention that this one is a special race? For example, there's going to be a time trial start. And I mean, time trial is really well embedded in the culture of cycling for UK. Then there's going to be no cap. You will know why and how. And there's going to be a raffle, the main event of the night, apart from eating. Camille is going to explain you everything. And also some riders are going to be around. Check it out. All right, I'll tell you now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be a raffle and you pull out a number and that's your start time so it starts at seven at, oh and then now we're going for seven and then <laughs> and then if you've got one you're going at one minute past if you've got the two you're going at two minutes past so it's like a time trial basically you'll probably all catch up with each other in the next ditch <laughs> basically it's a time trial at minute apart no seeding or anything like that you just randomly pick a number yeah so the best one lucky for some right number yeah. 13. do you have to wear that one upside down yes so what you get is a, a band like this there's no cap numbers here because i i threw my toys out the pram and said i'm bored of all these caps with numbers on So Albion have beautifully made these sleeves that go on the left side here. So you get safety pins and you'll get a number. Once, you got, once you've done the raffle, uh, you get the number and the armband. And if you can put that on, you also know what time you start tomorrow morning. So, um, okay, okay, all clear till now. We know what to wear, we know where to start. But something happened in this period of history. Beginning of September 2022, There are some unknowns, especially in UK. Um, generally speaking, well, the only unknowns at the moment, obviously um, the Queen died, um, which, and you go through Sand Sandringham Estate, and I don't know if that affects anything. Um, it's on the roads, um, and they should be open because they're the main public roads, but obviously for, if, if there is a change, because um, I've not ridden there in the last week, um, you'll have to kind of work it out, I'm afraid. So just go around and find the course 
as close as you can. I hope there's not going to be a problem with it, but just be aware that that might be the case. Exactly. We're talking about the weekend before the Queen's funeral. Everything starts on Saturday morning and the funeral is going to be on Monday. Yeah. Anyways, back to a bit more positive notes. The media crew. Well, you know, Camille. We've also got uh, Stefano. He's doing the Broom Wagon podcast. So Hi, everybody. He, he might jump out when you're very tired and ask you to talk. So <laughs> <laughs> if you want to tell him to do one, then um, yeah. he speaks many languages. So you can choose how you swear at him. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. Becky from Dotwatcher will be here. She might be a bit more stealthy, but she might jump out and make you say things. Um, who else? Finley's here somewhere. Where's Finley? Over here. He's doing a bit of social media stuff, a bit of video. Uh, and then Rupert from Albion. Um, obviously Rob, he's a man with the trackers. And Jack from Albion's around somewhere as well. Um, and that's probably the people you might see on the road. So yeah, anyway, after you. <laughs> Enough bureaucracy, it's time to go back chatting with people. A lot of nice people. I did it once again. I scared people coming from the back with my microphone. Sorry people, how are you doing? Oh, good, thank you. <laughs> do you hate? Do you uh, do you hate me or because I scared you? I'm sat near the fire. I'm pretty happy right now. It's pretty oh, warm. Perfect. Okay, I love it. I love it. Uh, can I ask you your names because I forget all the time to say these things. I'm Sarah. I'm Ben. Tell me more. What are you doing here? Buying <laughs> bikes, aren't we? Is that what it is? <laughs> what doing, I think. Makes sense. Makes sense. But how did you decide to come over here to the further east? Um. I've always raced bikes, but I've never done anything like this before. And I signed up in January thinking, go on then, I'll figure something out. I need something to aim for. Um, yeah. And I live, well, my parents live near the route. So I was like, I've ridden around here before a little bit. A little bit. So you usually race. What kind of races do you do? Uh, I've raced on the road and track for years, but never done anything like this. Okay. So this is super new. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I live not too far away. I live down the road, uh, like 35k's away and... Done a, done a couple of ultra races before and I was like I can't really pass up the opportunity to do an inverted commas my home race really like this, this is this is this is home home lanes for me I'm from Norwich as well so I know a lot of the, the trails near there and Thetford and so yeah it's just like home trails for me and thought why not why not race it <laughs> a couple of ultra endurance bikepacking races what are we talking about uh did, did badlands last year wow <laughs> that was a good it was a good race hot did you drink enough uh no i got really dehydrated and got diarrhea and vomiting which was uh oh, yeah which that's was, super nice yeah it's not nice it's not yeah. good when you've only got one pair of bib shorts as well <laughs> uh, this year i've done a race called normandy cat as well which is in northern uh northern france which was good uh I did, I did the True Nice Valley last week, actually, as well. <gasps> you know that I was supposed to do it also, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell me more about your expectation from tomorrow on. Um, I'm definitely going into the unknown. Um, <laughs> mainly I want to stay calm. That's my main thing. If I can, like, stay calm and just ride, then I think it'll be all right. I think it's going to be all right. That's the plan. And then I might get a bit competitive, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure what's going to happen, like, 500k, and I have no idea. Actually, 300k, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you that usually uh, the events from Camille can go in somewhere that is a bit more than the unknown. But we have to say that the scouting was made by Josh. So probably you can be on the safe side. Okay, that's good. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you actually were standing, but I was chasing you. How are you doing, by the way? Did you find your day, your time? 45, you're going to start. How do you feel with it? 
I'm feeling really good. It's yeah. a cool atmosphere here. Um, pretty chilled in comparison to other races. And yeah, looking forward. I actually forgot to ask you your name. Jan Korda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we actually introduced before, but this is an excuse because I didn't remember your name really. It's fine. <laughs> so tell me more. So you were talking about a chilled, a bit more chilled event than the other races. How many races have you done already? Um, right, ultra race three last year, and this year just a few backpacking trips for my own. Okay. Yeah. What's the expectation for you then? Going as fast as possible around the course, okay. I guess. And be back for, I don't know, lunch on Sunday, hopefully. Ah, really? So you are really thinking about being super fast, not sleeping, I think. The plan is not to sleep, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really packing any sleeping gear, just an emergency blanket. Um, yeah, I don't know. We will see. Um, if I'm really tired, I'll just stop for a short power nap. Yeah. So everybody's telling me, you have to talk with Rich. You have to talk with Rich. <laughs> Hi, Rich. How are you doing? I'm very well, yeah. <laughs> had a long drive down, but I'm good now. Ah, so you didn't come with a bike? The bonfire. Yeah, no, I, I didn't ride. I'm from on the Scottish border, so okay. yeah, it was like a five-hour drive. Oh, so you arrived. Now it's around 10 o'clock, so really you started around five o'clock or stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. Like, I couldn't swap work around, and I've had a really busy week, so... But it's nice to come here because, like, from being here last year, sitting by the fire, having a beer, talking to people, it's, like, just what you need after a big drive. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, yes, actually, this year is super cool because everybody's here. Then there was actually the raffle for this. <laughs> oh, but what time are you starting? Oh, five past seven. Like, why didn't I get a late one? But that's the raffle, isn't it? Uh, you can probably you can trade it no uh, no no that wouldn't be fair the, the sooner i get out the sooner i get back for another beer here yeah so. yeah it makes sense yeah. do you have an expectation what time do you think you're gonna come back here <sighs> i can't remember what i did last year uh so because you took I, I, part also last year yeah yeah i did it last year uh i think i got some time kind of after lunch mid-afternoon i can't remember but i, I, I totally <laughs> totally cocked it up at the end last year Like, I was, I was going really well, and I was sitting in third place. And, you know, I was really pleased with my ride and everything. I just had GPS glitch after GPS glitch, and I was only a few miles away. And I was just out there for ages. Oh, no. And, and so you got lost completely into the wild. Yeah, well, as well you know, that's the thing, because I thought... Normally I carry, like, a couple of GPSs, you know, have a backup yeah. when I'm doing something in, like, the wilderness. But I was like, East Anglia? Pff, how wild can that be? But, I mean, it turns out you can get lost anywhere, can't you? It doesn't matter if it's, like, kind yeah. of not a kind of wild environment. And okay. you know, I wasn't third anymore. <laughs> so this is the second time for the further east. But actually, I got news that yeah. you were also in the Pyrenees this year. Yes, yeah. Uh, that was Tell me more about that. How was it? Oh, it was just unbelievable. Like, oh, it couldn't be any different to this. Uh, you know, just insane mountains. And, and it was like my favorite favorite kind of terrain it was like rocky and steep and really dramatic and, and wild and like it just felt intimidating but like exciting and then so the, some of the descending was just amazing like i, I was on a mountain bike and a full suspension short travel full suspension mountain bike and even if it wasn't the best for carrying and the fastest on the road it was just worth it for you know the, the descending like one one descent in particular was one of the best i've ever done anyway it was just miles long and rocky and fast and yeah it was amazing so it was nice because i had absolutely 
no expectations. I just wanted to do the event, and because uh, I'd broken my leg about three months before. Oof! Uh, on the bike. Yeah, uh, it crashed in a previous race, and I'd literally. I mean, I'd not done hardly done any training. I'd done like yoga and strength and flexibility and that type of stuff, and I only had like two to three weeks on the bike. Mm. Uh, and even then it was down to, you know, a couple of weeks before the race, I was still in pain and hobbling and I hadn't walked any further in the shops. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was a real challenge just to get around, you know, like five-mile hiker bikes up mountains when you haven't even walked across the street. It was, yeah. I, I didn't think my leg was going to hold out, but it did. And yeah. so I was really pleased to get around. But, yeah, I'd like, I'd like to go back to that one and, like, kind of be in my best shape for it because yeah i loved it it was really good right. so rich basically you're a mountain biker then more yeah. than a gravel rider or a road cyclist yeah yeah i mean i've got i got begrudgingly got a gravel bike i did race around rwanda at the start of the year on it oh and i did this this last year on it i've done a bit of winter riding and a bit of winter training on it but i prefer to be on a mountain bike okay. if i'm brutally honest But it's got its purpose. It's got its, its you know, and for yeah. this it's perfect. You wouldn't do this on a mountain bike. No, of course. Uh, and yeah, it's it's all right. I, I prefer mountain biking, but yeah. <laughs> you would never imagine that Rich prefers mountain bikes. I mean, he's a super skilled mountain biker, but he really, really, really knows how to ride a bike for long distances. We're going to listen to him a bit more. Now it's time to go to bed, then wake up in the morning, and somebody arrives pretty early with the need of speaking. How cold is it? Very. After, very. Very. After the summer we've had, yeah. Josh could have booked better weather. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So, talking about booking, where did you sleep? In the back of my car. Ah, perfect. Was it cold there? Uh, no, it's quite cozy. Okay. Yes, I'll be missing it tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are uh, you planning to sleep or you want to push it through? I think there'll be sleep. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll ride until I feel till I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that'll do. So tell me more about Russell, right? Yes. I mean, I'm super, super well known for forgetting the names and misspelling names. So we'll I expect that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, then I'm with my saying. Italian accent, everything is a bit funnier. <laughs> I'm terrible with names. That's for everybody's That's mate, sweetheart or darling. I love it. <laughs> tell me more. Why did you decide to take part of the race? Um, I've... Somebody pushed you or... Um, been t- I've been tempted for a long while, but as it was Josh's route and Josh's event, I thought, well, if I'm going to do one, I might okay. as well do Josh's. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. But are you usually um, racing on this kind of events, on-road, off-road? Uh, I race gravel bike. Okay. Uh, I used to race mountain bikes for many years. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, I like long rides. So I, I've raced for uh, Frontier and I raced... Um, Dirty Reva this year. Oh, so, oh, yeah. oh, 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 that's super nice. I remember that I had somebody on my microphone talking about Dirty Reva once. So we're almost starting. So what's your expectations of the race? Riding, see how I go, hopefully get to the end. Okay. okay. No thought of where, when or how fast. I've got two and a half days, nearly three days. Let's see how we go. Perfect. I would just want to ask you the last thing, and it's about your bike. Did you put something special? Do you think that actually, okay, I forgot to put this thing on the bike, probably could be helpful. Or on the other way around, I put this one, it's going to be super helpful. Like the bell. No, you have done. I Oh, I thought it was a bell, but you have the lights. It's more like it's like a bell. Um, when you're as loud as I am, you don't need a bell. <laughs> okay. You just talk, hey, mate. Yeah. <laughs> just shout. I do the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I don't, do, I don't know. Uh, I will find out at two o'clock tomorrow morning what I've forgotten. 
Enough talking, everybody. It's time to start. Five, four, three, two, one. Au revoir. Good luck. Good luck. The start, calm down. Like in a time trial. Well, the time trial starts with a really narrow trail that has some ditch on the side, both sides, and uh, every minute a new participant is going to take the start. The first part, everybody thought it was quite easy and not so difficult and flat. Well, I actually wrote it the day before. It's maybe flat, but it's not easy, like the full course. That's why at a certain point we stopped in a climb that Josh knows really, really, really good. And we're waiting for somebody to speak. How's it going, Rich? Pretty good, yeah. I can see it from your face. You're doing great. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> see you later. How are you feeling? Should have drained more. <laughs> That's what all the fast guys say. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy to stop and let the first one talk. Rich and Jan. For sure, they didn't stop. But then you wait a bit, and somebody who likes speaking stops and has a talk with you. Probably we can have a walk and talk. A walk and talk. A walk and talk. How are you doing? Not saying I'm not going very quick if we don't walk no, and talk. Oh, no, no, no. I just say that you're doing great. Uh, <laughs> Is everything fine? Yeah. Been good so far, actually. Yeah. Um, really nice route. Eating enough? Possibly not. Uh, no, you have to do it, man. Just had a jam sarnie, I'll have another one in a minute. <laughs> Perfect. Enjoy. I will see you later. See you later. Ciao, Rasa. Ciao. Yeah, I'm coming. How are you doing, man? Yeah, great. Loving it. feel yeah. like I've probably gone off way too hard, but... Really? Already? Well, completely new to this. It's the first one, so... <laughs> you know, I'm just riding however I'd ride on a normal day. How are you doing? I'm slightly dying, but I'm drying off. Okay. I fell over in the Ford. Oh, is everything okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything's fine there. Yeah. Okay, the bicycle is okay. The bike's fine. Okay. I'm fine. A few bruises. <sighs> but it was nice to kind of get wet. It's kind of cooling down. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because now it's getting quite hot. But there's a lot of wind on the other side. Yeah, there's a lot of headwind. It's yeah. kind of... But getting through it. No, <laughs> Thanks yeah. for an amazing event so far. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Ciao. Bye. I entered it to like... I lost a lot of confidence when I, I got hit by a car on the road and then I've had a few crashes riding, like racing. Mm. And I was just like losing it. And I was like, I can do this, but my brain is stopping me. So I think that's kind of the reason I wanted to do this, to okay. prove to myself I can do it. Or at least get to the point where I'm like, right, I'm comfortable with doing a bit more than I was. Yeah. yeah. And how do you feel now? I'm happy I caught these guys, actually. It's nice to have you to ride with, but... Yeah, I've had like I've been faffing, I think, for the last first 100k. In fact, I've been stopping, I've been like, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, but still early. Yeah, I know, I'm just gonna need to settle in. You know what actually usually helps for that? Having or a power nap or a huge meal. <laughs> Everything gets better <laughs> I've after got that. lunch, so I'm like ready to stop for some lunch. In a you bit. can have another lunch, a second <laughs> lunch. <laughs> I think my parents are off at Bourne, maybe near there, because they're from there, so. Hopefully I'll have someone on the road at some point. That'd yeah. be nice. A big lunch. We arrived in Spalding. And there you would find a huge gas station with a gas station supermarket and the McDonald's. You can be sure that most of the people will stop there. Well, we also stopped there. We stayed there for more or less six hours. Uh, let's not talk about that. We arrived there. The first ones approached. And of course, he is rich. 
is this or not the best encounter that you ever do here <laughs> at the gas station? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to McDonald's after this. Oh, really? I've got no shame. Oh, yeah. uh, you do great. I mean, why not? Yeah, just get loads of calories down me. Okay. Did this guy actually bought also something for you? Yeah. <laughs> How it has been till now? Sorry? How has it been till now? Uh, good. Just start, we both start to get a bit dehydrated then. Uh, is there enough water around in the course? Well, there kind of is, but... Go for it. Just like we didn't want to stop. <laughs> actually, when Rich says all of this, I can count there. Two bottles of water, one of cherry coke. There is a Red Bull. <laughs> there is... I like that. Oh, that, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cheese and chutney roll. Mm, super good. And then I saw a couple of bars and all these things. Yeah. yeah. But this is my last big fill-up for the night. Okay, so you're just getting everything, you're I'm putting just, in the bags just, and yeah, then go. I'm going to go over there and have a big meal and just carry on. Okay. Like no more, well, hopefully. I only have to get some water somewhere, but... Okay. Yeah. Worry but actually, that, that's right? what you're having. Actually, snacking through the night is going to be that. But you're going actually to McDonald's to have the meal. Yeah, yeah. Stopping. My, my big, my big, like, proper food now. If you can call McDonald's proper food. While Rich was there chatting with us and having conversations, there was this guy, Jack, who was in a corner stuffing his mouth with food, as well as his bicycle bags with food. And not talking so much. I mean, it sounds a bit creepy. He's an amazing guy, Jack, but he's going to talk this time on my microphone and not anymore until the end. You guessed it, right? Listen to him first. Yeah, Done well. You must have one of the lighter setups. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm only small, I guess. I need small items, I suppose. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I wanted to be safe just in case. Just because I probably will crack at some point. Yeah. What's your name? Hi, Jack. Jack. That something that I really admire of you is hmm. actually the this bag that you have here, the, this pocket that you have here. Oh, it's cool, isn't it? It's always full of cookies. <laughs> that's the way. That's the way. I love biscuits. I've on got big rolls in there at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Are you gonna stop tonight, or what do you think? Um, I assume so. Just I've never ridden through the night before, so okay, okay, I don't know okay. what to expect. So it's your first experience, this one. Mm. Usually you do road or yeah, a bit of road, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes, I guess. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, the night's scary. <laughs> I mean, I can understand you. Man, good luck. Thank you very much. Ciao, buddy. Ben Nicky approaches, and then she makes to us, especially for us, a masterclass of gas station grocery shopping plus gas station planning. <laughs> Even if you're completely stuffed with stuff, what did you buy? What did I buy? Yeah, uh, some water, I can see. Quite a lot of liquid. Okay. I've got a um, Trek Power Millionaire Shortbread. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Kit Kat Chunky. The grocery peanut shopping butter. list. <laughs> yeah. Peanut butter version. I mean, this is super good, it seems like. Uh, the Kit Kat. It's kind of like the, the grab, and, grab and go, isn't it? Yeah. And a chicken Caesar wrap. Yeah. And I've lost my bag. Are you planning to stop a bit more for eating or or for sleeping, for example? I don't know. No, I'm just going to ride through the night, I think, to mm. my next stop. That's right. Everything. Ah, that's a plan, actually. Next stop will probably be King, King's Lynn. There's a 24-hour service station there. Mm -hmm. And I plan on stopping there at 298.4. Okay. And then... I'll just stock up there for the night and then ride through the night and then maybe stop at 
Discs, which opened at seven o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, it looks like an amazing plan. That's the way. Oh, it's going all right so far. Yeah. Organization <laughs> is key. Organization is key, Josh says. You know what's another thing that is key? I mean, I'm not at all as experienced as Josh, but I know my stuff. And well, treating yourself with some comfort for soul, spirit, and stomach is also key. Like magic potion, fish finger sandwiches. Oh, really? um, when I saw you on the hill, mm-hmm. I felt really bad. Because we did, you didn't drink a coffee, probably. Probably. Yeah. I was ready to just... The, throw in the towel. Okay. And then found a cafe where Mike Sheldrake was and had a fish finger sandwich. And that. <laughs> and that do you feel now? That hit the spot. <laughs> and then about six other people rolled in and all had fish finger sandwiches, including this guy. <laughs> Are you riding together for a bit? Or? No, no. We just. We were at the cafe together. We both felt terrible, and now we don't feel so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How has it been till now? It's been good. It's been good. I I went a little, I had a slightly dark spot. What happened? About, just felt, just felt low of energy. Mm. About 150k. Stopped for, same place as this guy actually, fish finger sandwich. (laughs) I want to have one as well. It was good. And that, uh, yeah, it kind of sorted me out actually. But, um... And yeah, in the last, I don't know, 60, 70k, it's been really good. Oh, great. It feels like the wind sort of changed direction a little bit. It could be. I mean, I think that actually the headwind this morning hit you pretty hard, right, guys? Yeah, and it was quite, felt like it was on quite a lot of sort of slow uh, sort of bridleways. Mm. And so you didn't feel like you were making much progress. But um, yeah, it's beautiful. It's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you enjoying the ride till now? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, mean, I was always enjoying it. But I just felt, I felt like I needed yeah. something, like a Coke or just something to sort of... Um, yeah, I just felt a bit low on food, basically. But, um, yeah, it's a great ride. Yeah, really good. Yeah. We stopped at that gas station for at least six hours. I have tons of footage about that. I'm going to make probably a B-roll kind of episode later. But here, then we were in the car, we were waiting for other people, and then Josh said something that blew my mind. Stefano, Becky, now we are entering the fence. Here, things can get a bit weird. That is such a twat section of off-road. Like, that's not even there to make it like, like, oh, it's a bit changed. That's just there to piss people off, isn't it? Like, <laughs> fair, like, fine, but it is an absolute dick section. It is. The alternatives of, the, like, the A-road, the other side of it. I would take that. Yeah. Fucking just time trial the hell out of it. Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> fair. Well done. I mean, we don't have mountains here, but we've got flat, grassy, bumpy, yeah, oh, shitty mate, tracks. Honestly. <laughs> you better prefer a mountain, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> also, I wish I'd just taken the bloody road. Like, you can cut onto it. And I was like, but the roof says on top, and I don't know if the road leads to the same right. place. You're, you're a, good, a good boy, then. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. An honest citizen. <laughs> I'm not going to put it on records, though. Otherwise, next time, everybody's going to go on the road. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't think about changing it. <sighs> no, that's fair. Mate, that's great, wasn't it? Like, wicked. That's dick. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, yeah, that was rough. Maybe that was the roughest bit so far, I reckon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, when will it end? 
But I was kind of like, I couldn't work out because I've only seen that in the dark and I'm like, am I surrounded by water right now? Ah, yeah, I mean. It was kind of like being trapped in a nightmare. This, um, this line of like civilization just near, gradually like come nearer. We were watching the lights, we were watching for like 15 minutes. Exactly. They're not, yeah. they're, they're not never got they're any closer. closer. Yeah. Really? No, oh, always dear. Yeah, once I saw the lights here, I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. Then I going any closer though. Yeah. <laughs> looking back and it was a bit further back and I was like, nah. The whole time, I was thinking going. like, when I get to the end, I can have a sausage roll. Hey man, how's it going? Cold. I mean, it's super cold. Really, really cold. Yeah. It's cold. I must admit, I'm gonna admit defeat. Really? I'm calling a rescue at Hamstanton. I'm beat. I'm gonna kick you in the shins for those, um, <laughs> Grass sections. <laughs> Everybody no, liked it. It's gotta be fast now though. Mm. That was like purgatory. If there's any consolation I've been there three times, so <laughs> <laughs> only three. <laughs> you just see red dots. You know, are they getting closer? Further away? <laughs> Same distance? Are there more red dots? <laughs> Crazy. Tough sections scratching and then we arrived to another mcdonald's jack first position is already out and then we found the second position adam how's it doing everything fine i feel all right yeah is it cold outside i mean it is but how do you feel i feel good this this is working a trick that i'm all tin foil. i up. love it tell me what it is though so it's tin foil gold tin foil on my toes ah this is perfect my chest is all tin foils. i was cold earlier yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's still super cold. How was actually this nice session that is in a bit of time ago for you? The nice the... section of the 10 miles on the riverbank. Yeah, exactly that one. Do you like it? Uh, I knew it would come in. It's awful, isn't it? <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> but I knew it was in last year, weren't it? And my mates rode it, my mates rode it a couple of weeks ago. And they said, yeah, it's awful. So yeah, I knew it would come in. Yeah. I'm local, so it's quite nice. Hey? What did you order inside? Here, a filet o fish most underrated McDonald's burger there is. A cheeseburger and... I don't even know anymore. Are you eating it here or you are going on... I'm your... going to go and grab them and I'm going to go. That's great. Maybe something is missing here. We are after the fence, McDonald's, side of the road. We are more or less halfway on the way to go to the sea. And it's night. Those people here, they're not going to stop for the night. No power naps, no naps, nothing. Just fueling up at McDonald's and then keep on going through the night. We're going to do the same, but that's another story. Now, classic. Rich and Jan, now they are together. They're going to put their stomach in a comfortable way. And yeah, you're going to listen, what? And then we're going to head through the night. What is happening? Big Mac menu. Big Mac meal, yeah? Yeah. yeah. What drink with that? Uh, Coke. A Coke, yeah. And one... Wrap. Wrap, yes. Yeah, so we've got a garlic mayo, we've got a sweet chilli, bacon barbecue. Sweet chilli? Sweet chilli, yeah. Is that by itself? Yeah. Yeah. And um, chicken nuggets. Six. Six chicken nuggets. Any dips at all? Yeah. And um, barbecue. Barbecue, yeah. Is that everything today? Yep. Yep. Uh, it's 11.79 that one. 
a huge order at McDonald's. That's what's happening. Not even super expensive. Going through the night, arriving to the sea. But first, some sleep. And then, that's how the morning sounded. All good! Southward, East Anglia, on the beach, seaside, amazing location and chilly morning. I mean, the sunrise is beautiful and Jack, first position, passed by just waving at us. We move forward and close to the beach, we find somebody else who spent a nice night riding. Jan, are you feeling? How's the morning? <laughs> you look fresh. Incredibly fresh. It's my poker face. Ah, perfect. <laughs> you inside. inside my <laughs> yeah. heart. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel? Uh... <laughs> I'm gonna go for another question. How was the night? Quite hard, but still okay. Yeah. So yeah. could have been worse. Okay. Did you stop for a supply or eating something uh, now for breakfast? Breakfast, yeah. Just like one hour ago, and. At night at McDonald's. How many McDonald's did you get already to? It was the first time. Ah, it was the first time. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's what's good. That's what's good. Well, I mean, probably you're gonna still have... It's not so far away. You're almost there. Right. Just had a winter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we actually planned... Actually, I think that Josh ordered some tailwind yeah. for the back. Yeah, but I think that they long. mixed up with the order. Did you find it interesting till now? I mean, landscape, surface. Quite a good mixture, yeah, yeah. of tarmac and off-road, and uh, just uh, sand tracks. Yeah. In the dark as well. Not the nicest, like. <laughs> you must have done that about two or three a.m. Something like that, yeah. yeah. And then, what about the single track in uh, Thetford? That was really nice. Yeah, you enjoyed it. Yeah. Was it in the uphill or down? I mean, it's flat here, so uh, it's everything flat. Kind of flat, yeah. It's like a mountain bike trail centre, but like burn corners yeah. and a few yeah. bumps. Would have been nice at daylight, but still. Yeah. Next time you can come at daylight. <laughs> yeah. uh, let me, I, I mean, I can see some headphones coming here. What are you listening to? To my podcast or? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I know a lot of people do it. <laughs> Shameless. Plugging your own podcast on your own podcast. I do it. <laughs> Thanks, so yeah. And then reach. I mean. No comment. Oh my god. East Anglia and me are over finished. <laughs> For fuck's sake. You feeling good? You are? <laughs> Honestly, this place. How do people live here and not go mad? <laughs> like, seriously? Tell me more about that. What's going on? It was, well, it's just like. Ah, oh, I can't put it into words. <laughs> it's like there's nothing here. It's it's the most void landscape I've ever been in, and ah, uh, oh, I just yeah, it's strange. But even like the towns and stuff, they're all well, they're not even the villages. They're not even there's no facilities. There's no anything. Just houses. Yeah, it's like being in bloody northern France, <laughs> and you don't see any humans. Sorry? Your lights still on. Yeah, I'd just leave it on until it runs out. Yeah, I was <coughs> with the handle about an hour ago. Yeah, he's not fine. Like 10, 15 minutes maybe. Yeah. But he, he, he got, I mean, I was terrible at dawn, like really bad. Like I felt ter like really ill. 
And uh, I just said to him, like, because we've had a great time riding together. I just said to him, like, he kept saying, I was like, look, I'm, I'm slowing down and I don't feel good. Like, just go. I, I don't want to spoil your ride. But he was determined to stay. And eventually I just had to say to him, like, look, honestly, just go. Like, You're not helping me. Yeah. You know, because, like, he's got those aero bars on and he, he came around this morning. We had rough bits in the night, but he came around this morning and he was, like, on his aero bars on the flat road and there's just no way. Like, yeah. It's not just, your forte. It's no. <laughs> 62 kilos on flat roads with a stupid bike. How was your single track? He suffered more in it than me, but uh, yeah, I hated it. it. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, he had a huge smile on his face saying, yeah, it was really nice. No, he didn't. <laughs> and I, 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 I know he didn't. <laughs> and as for the bloody sand, Jesus, like, I mean, we both suffered there, but he, he was like... Yeah, you know, I was shouting at the rocks in the Pyrenees. He was shouting at the sand, like he's just had enough. Yeah. So yeah, nice headwind all the way back. Yeah. Jesus. You're not going to get any tailwind, are you? No. Well, there hasn't actually been much tailwind. Crosswind last night, I guess. But mhm. But then yeah. the only bit you you would have got a tailwind was a pedder's way, and that's all like sheltered and then. Yeah. Was, well, it's flat and easy in East Anglia, so it should be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> flat is okay, easy as well. <laughs> Riding through bloody sand pits is a different matter. <laughs> but the night, how was it? Did it uh, go okay? I mean, you rode together with the with the animals of the time, right? Yeah. Wow. Uh, that was its saving grace. Hmm. Until we both hit rock bottom about four o'clock in the morning, it just went silent. Oh yeah. And so you like, chatted a lot. Something. Like, you chatted a lot. Oh actually. yeah, yeah. It was good. We got on really well. Okay. So yeah, it was good. I mean, I'm glad that we were together because uh, what would I have done? <laughs> Ride the fence dikes, get spat out onto an A road. Yeah. In in the wind, and it's like that's your reward. So, I mean, that, that's where I've struggled because like can't have him. a lot of these ones like Highland Trail and that perseverance and. You know, you you get rewarded for the really hard bit. You know, my Mars bar. You get, you get rewarded for the hard bits. Yeah. But here, there is just no reward. Like, it, it's and you know, there's no reward. Like, which I've struggled with big time. It's like motivation's just been on the floor. I mean, not so much rewards, but still, we need a third of the ride. That's why we went to a river crossing, not so big, but still a river crossing, to meet Naomi. Hi, Naomi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> that man is not in my good books. <laughs> oh, the sandy roads. Oh my goodness, they just zap all the energy. Um, but I got chips, so... Okay. Did you stop to resupply somewhere near or? Yeah, just in the... Oh, that's why. I mean, that's the way. That's the way. Chips. A, yeah. You were rumbled by the tracker. What's that? Your dot was right outside the chippy. <laughs> Ergo, chips. I've been oh. looking for chips since the start. And I had like really crappy um, McDonald's chips. Nah. They just don't work. So... 
Yeah. Anyways, you're going to you head into the sea, so there you can get also some good fish and chips, ah. I believe. Double chips. Double chips. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. How was the night? Uh, yeah, it was okay actually. Um, I thought it would be colder than it was, mm. um, but it wasn't. And I managed to get an hour's sleep in someone's carport. Uh-huh. Okay, nobody saw you, I hope. Well... You never know. Okay. I, I got there at like five in the morning, so probably not, and I turned off all my lights. Um, so it was a morning... I hid behind a bin. Okay, okay. So I'm sure I was fine. <laughs> Are you listening to some music or no, whatever? No, no, the they're in reserve for if I really need some music. Oh, okay, okay. No. Yeah. No, I have earworms, so I've got my own music. Somebody has earworms, somebody else has Russell. It's the case of Andy. They're riding together for quite a bit, and still, something to complain. Sandy Pitts. That's the man we want to see. Responsible for the tunnel of pain. I did warn you. I hate this track. You did warn us, actually. Let's be honest. Ciao, Russell. It was a pleasure. <laughs> How are you doing, guys? Seems still like... Here. Did you still smiling. Yeah, yeah. Still smiling. Still still smiling. Yeah. Yeah, I just walked through Get it. I hate that bit. Which one? That bit there. The prickly yeah. tunnel of love. Okay, there was something like sand pit or... Oh, no, this is bumpy. And it's got... Um, oh, I'm not sure what they're called. Sharp prickly things. That's the word. Well done. It's been a long day. What about sleeping? About an hour and forty minutes, I think, if oh. that. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I've been been in the under, I've been on the floor today. Oh. You knew I would be. <laughs> <laughs> we had a moment with the front tire on the edge of a rut. No. No. Oh yeah, it wasn't a pedestal, wasn't it, Andy? Yeah. And then I um, shoulder barged the floor and headbutted it, but it still didn't give in. Always. <laughs> got up, didn't I? Got back on. <laughs> so, what was the night, Adam? It was, uh, it was all right, actually. Yeah, got, got lucky, got a good sleep spot. Um, oh, I think it was about. I, I was quite early. I, I messed up with my eating, um, and got to that point. You get a little bit of sort of gastric shock. Oh yeah. And you can't. You don't feel like eating anything. Um, and it's really difficult. You're forcing yourself to eat all the time. Yeah. Um, and I didn't pick up enough food when I left Kings Lynn, so I could have pushed through to the top of Pedders, but I got the other side of Sandringham um, and just took a decision. If I sleep, normally your stomach settles and then you're ready for breakfast the next day. So I decided to do that and then get up, you know, with, when it got light and then go from there. So I, I managed to meet Russ for breakfast about halfway down the Pedders Way. What did you have for breakfast then? McDonald's. Oh yeah. Gotta have a McDonald's for breakfast. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hot food. McDonald's for breakfast. These days are almost over. I mean, for somebody, it's already over. For somebody else, like Russell and Andy, it's gonna take a bit of a while. They're gonna finish the race, I think a solid 10 to 15 hours after this talk. Anyways, we are heading fast back to the finish line and there we find some cool people i mean it's super weird because this is the first time that i'm following a race with the front of the pack but is the further anything is different on the further how you doing jack yeah no, i'm feeling right a bit spaced out obviously could have been up for 30 something hours but 
Yeah, for, considering being up for that long, I feel all right, I guess. <laughs> are you dry, um, Are you riding your bike until the, the station? or? Uh, luckily, Jess is here to pick me up. I'm <laughs> copping out. It's not really in the spirit of it, is it? We're supposed to be uh, no transport, but, or use public transport, but okay. I'm uh, yeah, hitchhiking, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Call sense. it that. Yeah. Actually, we didn't talk so much, but a couple of times that we talked, you told me, yeah, it's my first time. Yeah, I think I'm going to feel my body, and then maybe I'm going to sleep. How was the race? Yeah, no, it's um, went surprising right because I was feeling quite scared for the night. That's the thing because um, I've never ridden like well, like through the night before. I've ridden in the dark, obviously. Um, and then yeah, I just took some like caffeine, and then that kind of kept me up. And then before I knew it, the sun was coming up again. So yeah, yeah it wasn't too bad, too fair. Um, and it's nice at that time because like nature's out, seeing like owls and things like that flying around. It's quite cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, definitely tough going for sure <laughs> of course but this is your first race of this kind right i mean you're usually riding road bikes uh yeah so i've always had like a kind of like gravelly bike i guess you'd call it um i'm riding around like off-road stuff but never done like an uh, an event like this before mm-hmm. um and i kind of entered it just to think obviously it's like a big challenge for me to like finish it and i just wanted to see kind of like how like if i could finish it and just like how i'd end up feeling after it so yeah it's more just um i guess kind of exploring what what would happen is yeah. like yeah exploring um, a bit yourself exploring whatever it's outside or exploring also your passion for cycling yeah yeah definitely um yeah and just i guess just figuring out how my body would respond to it because i it was a complete unknown that's the thing yeah and um i thought it was like a good starter sort of event because it is one night it's not like a multi-day thing and like all the roads around here are relatively safe obviously mm-hmm. um it's not like something like in the pyrenees or something where if it goes wrong and you're high up, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Whereas here, although it was chilly, it's like, I think you're always going to be able to sort yourself out. Yeah. So, um, it felt like a good safe starter one. Yeah. See how it goes. Yeah. yeah. So basically, ah, uh, yeah, I know what I wanted to ask. Yes. Do you have any low light and highlights of the race? What oh. did you see around and how did you find yourself in this kind of situation? Yeah. So I reckon I, it's easier to remember the low point, which, yeah. is, which is a bit like, yeah, depressing, but, um, it was like three o'clock and, there was like this 30k section of just deep sand Oof, and it was everybody like, hated that yeah and it's like you couldn't even ride for it so it was just a case of like pushing your bike hmm. uh lots of walking and then i think that as well with it being like three o'clock in the morning it was just uh yeah hard going yeah but um yeah once you got through that like the gravel and uh tarmac felt super smooth so it was nice yeah it was what about good. the highlight something that you saw um, and you said wow yeah now i can go through and finish it hmm i think actually probably a highlight is because i've never done an event like this before oh. say like road racing or like crit racing or something it's very serious and no one really chats but as like it's like a the race kind of plays out very slowly mm-hmm. uh, an event like this and so everyone's chatting and it's like you can have like long half an hour chats with people um and then as you're like catching people up or dropping back to people you just yeah chat to people and it's a very like social event which is nice <laughs> it makes it um yeah i think just like really nice nature to racing yeah if you can call it a race more of just like an event but yeah yeah it's cool. no it's cool last couple of questions i wanted to ask you first actually how did you i mean you are not new on cycling but you are new in ultra cycling right mm. in something like long races yeah. probably something that changes in this kind of situation is the nutrition how did you adjust yourself for eating and when eating and what did you eat yeah so i kind of 
whenever I've done, because I've done like longer rides, say like over 200k or something, and I always get to the point where I'm sure most people do where you don't really want solid foods anymore because you just get like palate fatigue. So I just put like most of my energy just in my drinks. Mm. Um, and the idea was that that would get me like the minimum amount of energy in my drinks and then anything I could eat, I would just have. And also just for like palate, like say like I wanted um, some Reese's Pieces cupcakes or something like that, mm. have it because I enjoy it and it's an extra bit of energy. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like stick it in the bottles and it's easy. You don't really think about it because you're just drinking it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took like eight or ten sachets or something just to to fill up. Yeah, wow. so I had them all in my saddle pack. Mm-hmm. Um, and then seats time went to like the gas or like petrol station, just buy water and bang the the powder in it. Yeah, and it, then it's kind of like peace of mind. Yeah, because yeah. I was kind of. You know, sometimes you get post offices and things like that. You just don't know what you're going to get at them. Absolutely. Could be some like stale sandwich or something like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just knew what I was getting. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Last thing, do you want to say something? They are not here around to Camille or Josh about the race. Yeah, no, it's like a lovely route. That's the thing, and re- really well thought out. Um, kind of a chat to Josh at the petrol station about like he was saying this year he thought flowed a lot better, um, and it was just like. It's hard, but it definitely tests a lot of like different skills because you've got deep, like rutted sections where you've got it's kind of like in cyclocross, you've got to practice riding in a rut. You've got like the sand, which is obviously really hard. Um, yeah, just like big, bumpy sections of like open farmland. Um, so, yeah, it's like a very varied course. So, it's always like mixing it up. And then also, when you've got all that hard stuff, you really appreciate when you're on some tarmac. Absolutely. It's a nice, smooth tarmac. It's nice. But yeah, no, it's a very cool course. but on the pedals like all day there's hardly any breaks that's the thing so yeah it's a yeah blimmin' hard course but cool i'd definitely recommend anyone that yeah thinking of giving it a go to to yeah chucking an entry next year yeah <laughs> thanks a lot Joe. that's right no worries adam how do you feel i feel tired i can imagine you didn't sleep right no sleeping for me yeah. no uh, sleeping any i don't know highlights low lights of the race so three barn hours and one tawny hour which was the highlight for me 11 hour uh great route so i was born in whittlesea and then i live in hitchin and my parents live in norfolk so i pretty much knew where we were going and uh, it's a beautiful like the fen the wash is beautiful and like it's a the beauty it's in its bleakness isn't it so yeah. i loved it great route but it's not easy because there's no rest because you want to be on the pedals the whole time haven't you mm-hmm. there's no downhill at all so yeah i loved it i'm happy that's great really happy yeah. but i'm tired yeah you know what actually i i mean we saw each other pretty a couple of times maybe yeah. more the thing that actually astonished me a lot about your race yeah. was your efficiency <laughs> you were jumping into gas station, resupply, quickly as hell, jump on the bike and then eating on the bike. So, or drinking, uh, knowing already what to drink, finish the can, drop it and go. Or ordering food at McDonald's and being grumpy because it was not arriving straight away. Then taking your food and leave. Tell me more. So, to hear about this event, I watched a GCN video last year and thought I liked the look of that. And then I've never done anything like this before. So I got in contact with Neil Phillips on Instagram, who was lovely. And I sent him a message and said, can I ask you some questions? I've never done anything like this before. And he said, sure. And he was really kind. And he was like, it was his advice. It's like, if you want to be fast, you need to be efficient. So it's like, you just know mucking around, get in. Like the, the, the smaller, the more you can decrease the stopping, the faster you'll be. So that was all down to him. Okay, okay, that's amazing. Last thing that I want to ask you, do you have anything to say to Camille or Josh? Uh, 
thanked them both. Josh definitely thanked him, but that's some route, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. Uh, Sandy, and he got the most out of Thetford Forest, shall we say. Okay. We were in it for about three weeks, I think. <laughs> that's perfect. Man, you're riding back home, so yeah. have a nice ride. I will see you soon. Lovely to meet you. Jack and Adam, winner and runner-up. We're already there waiting for me to talk with them. I mean, for sure they were waiting for me to talk with them. But third and fourth arrived while we were there hanging out. Imagine who they are. Jan, yeah. how are you feeling? Good. <laughs> I see on your face. You have a smile that is huge. <laughs> I mean, we have been together for most the couple of days. So right. how was the last... Seven hours? Probably six. Uh, hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Long. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But, yeah, also quite okay. Okay. Are you looking forward now for? Just having a beer. That makes sense. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Hey. Where is he? Where is he? What are you looking for? Him. Ah. <laughs> you know that last field? Like in the winter, do you like walk a horse up and down the edge? <laughs> well done, bravo. Thanks. Doing a beer? Oh, God, yeah, I've been dreaming so. about that. <laughs> Jack, Adam, Jan, Rich. First, second, third, and fourth. These people arrive pretty fast until the finish line. Many of them will arrive as well later on, but somebody didn't arrive. Somebody scratched because had some tech problems. Even if you are the most experienced rider on the race, you can find some problems here and there. It's the case of Shell, but still, he has a super relaxed face and is happy to hang out with the other riders, even if he didn't finish the race. I walked here and I found Shell. Shell, how was it? <laughs> uh, Well, it was, um, it was really good. I really enjoyed it until everything went wrong for me. I bust my rear mech. What um, happened? I fell off. Oh, yeah. are you okay? Yeah, yeah, no, no. I was, um, in fact, the first thing when I hit the ground, I thought, oh, that was good. I didn't hurt myself at all. I was uh, just rolled over onto, onto my back. But uh, uh, when I got back on the bike and I tried to pedal, the mm -hmm. chain wouldn't turn. I thought I'd drop the chain. And then when I looked a bit more carefully, I realised I'd got a rear derailleur hanging in midair so uh, yeah. yeah I fiddled about this is about two in the morning probably and I fiddled about and tried to sort it out and I got it going single speed but not no it's way, never no a good way. idea actually doing the single speed in this no, kind of situation it, 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 not didn't, easy. it didn't survive anyway it pulled apart eventually but um, uh, it wasn't I, I, I wasn't no there was no way I could have ridden it <laughs> on all the way I was only halfway around the further east 2022 was hell of an experience for me. Many reasons. I finally met Camille, I met a lot of amazing people, and I was back to a race, a proper ultra-endurance race, since last time probably it was Morocco. Yeah, 100% was Morocco. And I was back in the UK. I think it was the th second, third time that I was in UK this time. And the cool thing, actually, was that I've never experienced UK like this cycling as well and meeting new people and being into the community that I really belong to. 
people, ultra endurance racers, adventure, bicycle people, the people that I like. But maybe the most important thing, if I have to be completely sincere, was spending the time of the race with Josh and with Becky. I mean, such a sharp eye on the ultra endurance scene and on the ultra endurance world and on this race. I mean, it was not that easy to do it. And probably I was there with the, the people that I want to be. The people that I want to be in the car were there. And it was great. We talked a lot because we spent two solid days together in the car, sleeping in the car, having a lot of chats, waiting for people, waiting for stories. A lot of those chats are not recorded. And fortunately, they are not. But the debrief of the race, well, that's just golden. And it's here. Well, people, probably we need a bit of, how would you call it, kind of a debrief at the end of the couple of days that we are in the car. I am actually with Josh. How would you call yourself? The route mm, designer. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, makes I mean, sense. Yeah, everyone hates me now. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about that. And Becky, but with the C. Sorry, I missed the question. I mean, Becky with the C. What do you actually do? <laughs> Why are you carrying you around? <laughs> how would you call you? I spent most of my time correcting how you spell my name um I <laughs> <laughs> after a couple of days in this car i can understand <laughs> i am chief food eater chief i've done a lot of eating i think watching the riders eat so much only makes you want to eat um but i work at dot watcher and we're writing the commentary on the race yeah uh, yeah i mean i'm talking about food we're also heading to food now so i mean we're doing it we are gonna head to a place where we can get food i mean, I know it's pretty weird because I'm talking at my microphone and I actually can hear my voice pretty clear, but I can understand that it's not completely clear. I said that we are heading into food. So, I mean, that's why you need to deal with all the food stuff for another time. We need resupply. Yeah. We do need resupply. I'm starting yeah. to think about what I want. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, well, you need to be efficient get in there, get out. I'm so inefficient. Otherwise, I'll leave you behind again. <laughs> again? <laughs> What are you going to do? Drive off without me? I've done it once today. <laughs> That's exactly the spirit that we have been living here for the last, I would last, I would say, 36 hours, more or less. Uh, yeah, we'll be now at 4 p.m. Well, 3. 10 past 3, and the race started at 7 a.m. on yesterday. Was it yesterday? yesterday yeah. It feels like a week. It does feel like a week. So, yeah, I mean, yes, truly, truly, truly. Let's start from the beginning, people, and then probably this one is a bit more on Josh, but I would love to hear also your two cents on that, Becky. We saw quite of a nice and solid and uh, peculiar, I would say, part of England in these couple of days. I mean, tell us more. Yeah, I mean, the east of England is, well, it's been quite hard to cover in a, in a, in a car because there aren't that many roads. Um, it's, like, it's, it's quite an agricultural area, so there's lots of... Like agricultural land, um, and, and a lot of the track kind of weaves through that area. Uh, so we have to go quite often a, a longer way around to get places. So we've been chasing quite a lot, and also we've been trying to cover the whole spectrum of the race. Um, so yeah, it's easy on the first day, but then we've been driving a lot and chasing a lot and getting to riders just in time, and then trying to jump ahead again. So we went to bed at two o'clock last night and we all slept in this van um had four hours sleep so it's kind of like racing yeah but instead of pedaling we just sat around at mcdonald's waiting for riders <laughs> as an outsider i was quite surprised uh, at the area i'd never known much about 
would you call this area Cambridgeshire or the Ferns? Uh, or? East Anglia, I think. East Anglia. Hence um, the name of the race, further east. And I was, some parts of it have just been beautiful. Like it's, we were in this beautiful little town this morning, Southwold on the coast, and I can so see how that's a really hot tourist destination. And then maybe a couple of miles out, there's just nothing. And there's no reason to go there unless you're organising a race. Yeah, or like there's, farming pigs or growing like potatoes, basically. Yeah, the carrots, that's a lot of the industry in that part. Yeah. There seems to be quite a lot of contrast here between the agricultural the industry and then more of the tourism mm. yeah around the coast it's a bit more touristy and then inland it's like this vast area between well Cambridge near where we start where we're heading now from here um, inwards it's just there's not there's not <coughs> excuse me there's, from here inwards there's not very much um, the only odd, odd, oddity you can see here this is Newmarket mm-hmm. the, like the famous uh, racing um, race track and the horse racing so there's a lot of wealth but all the wealth came historically from the land growing stuff then this is the edge of the land the edge of the kind of the east and so it all comes back out because now we can get to London easily in Cambridge okay um, because it's all uh, a lot of the Fens area is like um, the Netherlands this is historically been marshland that's been drained but obviously that means the, the soil is very fertile so they have the big drainage dikes throughout which kind of they pump the water out of the land which by now all the riders know very well what those entail when you're riding a bike because it's you're high above you know the land's lower than you are you're you're the highest thing in the area and it's bumpy grassy um kind of tracks um and then when you get towards the coast it's very sandy so i think i've been cursed this morning because of the sand yeah like you might as well just ride down the beach I mean, something that actually I heard a lot on uh, day zero, I would say, so the day of the raffle and the day where we were there camping and stuff, it was, yeah, this is going to be my first race. It's going to be, yeah, I mean, I chose that this was the ideal first race for me because it's flat and easy. What did you see there, people? It might be a little bit flat, but it is not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the elevation profile belies the difficulty of the race. Um, because you can't quite see the terrain that you're riding on and even the elevation profile may look flat but there are good chunks of it that are just constantly rolling it's, it's not it's not an easy place to ride this is where I've grown up riding and what I've said to you when we've been talking over the last few days I think it's why I've always been quite good at the, the long distance endurance stuff because you go for a two hour ride here and you're pedalling for two hours whereas if you go for like maybe a two hour ride in say the Alps maybe an hour and a bit of that is pedaling uphill and then the rest of it's freewheeling and there's just no let up it's constant you're always always on the pedals um, so it's a subtly different effort I think yeah. uh, and because you're doing that you're maybe burning a bit more energy you're going slower you, you're on grassy tracks maybe a headwind the first 100 miles or a block headwind <laughs> and then this morning the wind's changed so all the riders have made, make it to the coast the eastmost point it's 60 miles into a block headwind on the way back. Yeah. So it's, it's just really unrelenting. It's, um, it's very attritional. <laughs> I would say, people, that the both of you, but I would say a bit more Becky there, we are, you are kind of experienced on uh, 
the fields, the people that are taking part to this kind of event and everything. But actually, the comment that we heard a lot between us in this car was, we there are not so many people riding it. Probably you know somebody because maybe you ride in the same time, uh, in the same place, you know people, I don't know, for random social media. But most of the people look a bit, I don't want to say newbies, but for sure it was a niche. Mm. Why do you think this happened? I think there are a lot of rookies here because people probably looked at a race that was that made sense to be their first race so something that's easy to get to not too long not too hilly doesn't have the challenge of being super remote or any extreme weather conditions and well, they on paper anyway on paper yeah <laughs> um and they probably thought this this ticked the box and i think we mentioned it that if you look at the race at face value you'll likely be a bit mistaken and I think some riders have found out just just how hard riding this course has been um, because there there is just no rest I think it makes a very good first race though because mm. you might come into it thinking it's going to be easier I mean there's never an easy kind of ultra race riding 400 miles on your bike in one hit is never easy it doesn't matter where you are but I think it probably it, it challenges riders in a way they probably didn't expect when they signed up for it and that would be a great stepping stone for the the tougher challenges which might come in in bigger races because a lot of races and you, know, you might go four or five hundred miles it might be very easy and then you get the kind of these challenges and you don't expect it but here i think it's um there's a lot of kind of unique challenges which because of the area they'll feel something similar if they were like three or four days into a, a different race so i think it's um yeah, it's a good beginner race, but mainly because it's harder than it looks. And maybe if riders are trying to find the softer way to break themselves into it, they mentally they go into it fresher, but it's going to catch up with you. Yeah. And you're going to learn some lessons from it regardless. And I'm sure there's a few riders that maybe use this as their first uh, like bikepacking or ultra event and are now maybe scratched. But I can guarantee you today they're, they're probably thinking, well, if I did this or did that, you know, breaking down and it's part of the learning process and, and experience wins in these things absolutely we, we, we stood on sorry let's say we, we stood on, we stood on that first hill yeah 50 miles in yeah. we were saying they look like they're going really really hard and the guys that looked like they were really really going hard a lot of them were scratched yeah and they're not the guys who are at the front no yeah yeah that's great talking about the people on the front actually you both probably had some expectation of people that could have been strong in the field, win, and everything like that. But because actually most of the people were not really well known, probably this expectation were really not there. And so probably expectation, not expectation, but reality changed the expectation and the expectation was not there exactly. What do you think about that? I mean, what do you think of the people that were in the front? Were you expecting that? Or whom do you think, I don't know, gave you a different point and uh, gave you a kind of a sparking idea that things could have been done in a different way, talking about the front of the field? I think there's a handful of riders up there who we expected to be there, but we all said there were so many names on the start list we didn't recognise. We knew we couldn't call it. Um, and I think the two guys who are first and second at the moment are names I'd never heard of. Um, third and fourth are fairly well-experienced ultra racers. Um, so because we knew we couldn't predict it, we've been proven right. Um, so, but it's, it's always exciting to see an, a few unknown racers come in and 
oh, give the say, experienced ones a run for their money. Sorry, Becky, I don't think that's just this particular race. So it's the sport in, in a whole because it's so it's so much more um, like the knowledge is so much more accessible, and there's so many more opportunities. Mm. So more people are learning how to ride these events, um, and the kind of like the learning curve is quicker now. There may be like. When I started, there was like the TCR and the Highland Trail and nothing else, no information really. Mm. Very limited information, just kind of like folklore and hearsay. But now, I mean, last year, you know, Sir Richardson did it for GCN. Mm -hmm. So it kind of, um, people know it's easy. It's like setting, well, we had a quite detailed discussion about the general state of inclusivity in the sport. But it goes for kind of like non-minority groups as well, because they can see someone can do it. So therefore, it's more possible because more people are seeing this sport and people finish the races. And more people can do the research and get good quality information about how to do it. And if they get it right and they're fit, you can win a race. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not always the, the, the fittest person that wins an ultra race. Yeah, and actually you have to not train also physically, but you can train actually also, I mean, you can do longer rides and whatever, of course, on a race is completely different, but actually by having the knowledge, you can also understand how you can, I don't know, train to slip deprivation or trying to, uh, I mean, we saw, for example, something that I saw is a lot of people really transferring the knowledge that you can have on the road, for example, or for long rides into these events. We saw a lot of uh, people carrying the maltodestrin, so kind of the carbs to put into the water, mm -hmm. nutrition changed. So really there is a lot of knowledge that has been transferred around and has been uh, shared with other people, right? Yeah, and I think, um, like I say, more people from different areas of the sport, for example, I mean, Lachlan Morton is probably the mm. prime example, mm. is a pro roadie. He's not really, he likes riding his bike as much as everyone else, but he's you know, was pigeonholed into that box. And then maybe the people who identify themselves as a road racer um, or whatever are now kind of thinking, oh, well, if he, he can do it, I might give it a go. Mm -hmm. um, and people are like, well, Sarah, we spoke to you on uh, yesterday. She scratched. Yeah. But that was her first event, wasn't it? And she was kind of, she said, well, I'll give it a go. Yeah. Yeah, she said she'd look to do it as a pair, but none of her mates wanted to do it with her, so she just came on her own. Um and thought it was a good event. It was also quite close to home for her, I think. Mm, mm. Yeah, um, she's fairly loops as well. It's a 500-mile mile loop, so there's going to be quite a few local mm. people. But, uh, mm. she, like, I think... It, well, that's the thing. I think it's... Quite a lot of people live near this route. So, therefore, it's like... You're not, you're not having to go to the Alps. Mm. You're not having to deal with, like, mountainous mm. weather. Yeah. You, you know what you... You kind of know what you're going to get. It's just a weekend. Just a weekend. A long weekend, albeit. <laughs> yeah, very long weekend for some people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you ask them after, I think they'll say it's extremely yeah. long. Yeah. Um, but there is a lot of knowledge that you gain just from riding your bike along for long enough that you can then take into a race. We just saw a guy boot a tyre with a fiver, and that's just such an old-school hack, isn't it? I like this. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. I have another couple of questions for you, then we can go to resupply. I mean, people, you need to know everything is happening in this. Not everything is happening. In this. We're outside a... Um, Actually, no, we're, we're doing quite a middle-class resupply. We're outside of <laughs> oh, an M&F Simply Food <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. gas station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the riders, like the riders. I mean, I'm here with some people that did this kind of experience a couple of times. No, I just want to ask you another couple of questions. First, we're talking about the stories. We talked about Sarah. We're talking about uh, the fiber put in the tires and all this kind of thing. Is there a couple of stories that actually stood out? I mean, we follow... We actually covered mostly 
almost most of the bunch, most of the people that wrote. Mm. And we saw a lot of stories. We spent yesterday six hours at McDonald's. We heard a lot of stories. There is a story that actually, in your opinion, I don't know, that you liked a lot first or that maybe can be as an example for this kind of race. And the race that we are talking about today is something that can be a good start. Seems easy, but it's not easy. I mean, this is clearly the quintessential ultra endurance race. There was any story that you liked. I quite like last night. Um, it's a bit, a bit sadistic, really. But we saw, was it Fosdike? We stopped. And I was going to say exactly the same. You were going to say stands the same. Out, it? <laughs> Think about um, another one. <laughs> yeah. um, we saw one guy stop to fix a puncture. Another guy stopped with him to shine a light on him as he fixed it. And as soon as he'd fixed that puncture, he saw a thorn or a little branch stuck in his front tire, pulled it out, and when it went flat straight away. And as he was fixing that one, a rider who just left came back because he'd got off flat as well. And we watched this one guy fix two punctures in, I don't know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Mm. He didn't say much. He was pretty cool. And it was just a regular change of an inner tube. Whereas the other guy who came back... I think it's fair to say took it a lot harder. Um, I think he was quite upbeat when he got to us, mm. and like there was a, obviously we were we were there doing our, our thing, and um, there's a, a gaggle of riders. So I think he was quite happy to see someone mm. after a hard section. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was almost like you saw him just his head drop in the match of the minute. He rode away yeah. and then he came back, and he was just a different person. That's wrong. And, and then we were there, and like we were, we could see what would make his life easier mm. like he was really struggling and he just needed to like maybe a, a slight change of technique which is easy when you're fresh and you've not ridden across mm-hmm. that uh, and then we found it today that he'd scratched because he probably couldn't sort it out I think he had a, a second flat and then didn't have another inner tube yeah. um, but then I, I think he was there for a long time yeah he was looking yeah. at the tracker once we were with um, uh, in the McDonald's like nearly an hour later. McDonald's, Josh. We've never been there. <laughs> no. we've, yeah. Just we, we, we've not eaten there this week. We've been yeah, there true. a lot. That's true. We've, 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 we have not funded the corporate giant. <laughs> However, we have abused them for their toilet facilities. <laughs> their, um, Charge laptop. Charge your laptop. <laughs> their, their, yeah, their laptops and the fact that riders go there quite often. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he was there for an hour and mm. in the dark and it's a weird old lonely place. And it was cold. And mm-hmm. I imagine that he's like, he, he's mentally started... That was that. That was a turning point. You know mm. what? Well, we, we we had to leave in the end. I had to sort of leave because I just wanted to help him a little bit. Yeah. Like, Man, yeah. just, I'll do it for you, but obviously that would have been too much <laughs> of an influence. Um, so we left. Well, like we, and yeah, and you know, we just had to leave him to it. Mm. But you could almost tell when he came back. Yeah. I thought in my head. I thought that's the beginning of the end for him. Mm. It's quite oh, an interesting yeah. observation for just different mindsets. I think, and perhaps different preparations i know i think in the end he didn't have enough inner tubes or patches um but the other guy just put his head down did it fixed both inners and cracked on whereas this guy just seemed to be a bit more up and down um Mm -hmm. Mm. and you've mentioned it josh i've heard you say in um in other podcasts um, which are lesser podcasts to this one no no, no. can you mention the podcast so we can all listen to that (laughs) i'm really happy for that (laughs) um that these races are just about management mm. and that includes management of your emotions and mm. yeah. where you put your energy at yeah. certain points of course it's shit you're just in like the hardest probably most mentally draining part of the course in the dark mm. and then suddenly he's got a puncher and then he couldn't fix it mm. and then he's there by himself in a very weird place and you can't just 
it's, it's weird isn't it there mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's got a bit of an atmosphere to it mm. slightly spooky almost yeah like you can't see any there's no real there's there's nothing around you or the highest thing almost and um yeah you can easily like you could tell he was panicking mm. he was starting to panic like i didn't i didn't notice to start with um because we were chatting to the other guys but then i, I heard his tire leave again i was like yeah that's Mm-mm. that noise that ping that's not a good noise and I've heard it about 10 times now yeah and then I kind of looked over I was like oh, it's, oh yeah I can Struggling. see this is this is going downhill quite quickly yeah. and he's, he's just doing the same thing rather than stopping sitting back and thinking what is this like this obviously isn't working what is the solution mm. but you could see that it was going on and going on and going on and getting more frantic and I just thought to myself hmm that's a bit well, first I thought we should have used tubeless because it would have been a problem. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's um, you don't know how you're going to deal with that situation. Had he had that problem mm. at lunchtime, mm. it yeah. might not have been an issue. Or in a town, but mm. you know, you don't know what you know what the circumstance. You know, that can also have a big impact on how you deal with things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't. I have to admit, I wasn't surprised this morning to see he had scratched. Yeah. I really wasn't. Yeah, we discussed about that actually in the car when we came mm. back. We said exactly the same thing. Mm. We saw actually his face changing. We saw the attitude changing, the mistakes making over and over. So it's interesting actually because I'm normally the other side of it. I mm. don't normally do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I maybe followed one or two races, and this is probably the most in depth I've followed a race, especially with you doing your, you know, your interviews and hearing yeah. and listening to people rather than just maybe spectating or yeah. seeing people go by. And it's it's quite interesting. Yeah. And I kind of think. I can well, I can relate to them obviously because you, you can't fight these. Yeah. You, you're right, it's easy when you're stood there and you've driven all day and you're not physically fatigued. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, but you, you kind of empathise and then you want to help, which you can't do. No, no, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately. Get told off by the internet. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I have the last thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's the last thing that I want to ask you. So, people, you have been following and racing. I mean. Really, I'm super fortunate being here with you in the car. I learned a lot also this week. Sorry, this weekend looks like actually a month, not a week. Uh, and thanks a lot for like that. Yeah, it does. It does. And so actually, you followed, you raced a lot of these races. You know a lot about that. And actually, also, this race is different. It's different for a couple of things. It's different because it's a further uh, race. So we know that actually Camille's favor on the races are a bit different than others. Mm-hmm. And but still, the further perseverance I think it's called in the Pyrenees and the further east they're also super different but they have a flavor that is mm. kind of similar what place do Camille's races and the further races where we are all involved now have in the ultra endurance world because we discussed about that a couple of times we saw a different crowd we saw different people we saw different spirit What's the place of Camille's race of the further races into the ultra endurance world? I wrote about the further perseverance race, and something I did did remark on is just how hard it is to define um, because it doesn't doesn't really sit within the spectrum of typical ultra races. It's not like anything else. Um, but some of my main takeaways were just how much of an effect the races have on the riders. Um, and a lot of that is to do with the people. Mm. Um, there's, yeah. I think I mentioned it to you guys earlier in the car, there's no there's no typical person who does these events. In a way, everyone here is a bit of an oddball, therefore you all fit in. Um, 
there was no no group of group of guys who look the same um i think everyone just feels pretty welcome because no one looks too similar or acts too similar um i think i think the what the reason that is as well is because it's not a big commercial race camille's mm. pretty anti-commercial mm. is anti kind of having logos and flags the rule like as a i'm here representing hunt um you know bike wheels as we are a, a small sponsor of the event and the rules are no flags no banners yeah you know mm. Uh, there's a there's a hunt easy up but mainly because he needs to shelter if it rains yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense <laughs> um and, you know and there's there's albion who, who sponsor but it's um he's quite specific about the fact that you know you're not gonna you're not gonna get it like adverts pumped for entries on social media mm. mm-hmm. i think there was 80 or so riders that expressed interest and 36 turned up in the mm-hmm. end but it's quite a kind of like you have to really want to do it you're, you're not going to get a reminder every kind of 10 days that you need to do this and yeah. do that and the other and there's not a it's a very casual way of signing up I mean there's no entry form to, to enter you have to kind of A. find the Instagram page or find about the event mm-hmm. and be intrigued and B. send Camille a direct message and say can I come and do your race yeah. and he'll probably say yeah yeah but then that's it and um, well you've got to persevere I think to get in and like yeah just assume it's going to happen whereas some people maybe like the more you know they like the goodie bag and the the medal at the end and mm. maybe need their hands held a bit more in the entry process yeah i think yeah i think you kind of if you turn up on the start line you've you've probably already like you've got certain attributes yeah the um, the application process almost selects the type of people yeah who can get round yeah um or even think about getting round sure. so therefore the therefore the it's easy to get on with people because you've all kind of got the same weird mm. certain, like a certain like like yeah this seems like a good idea to send a, a bloke on yeah. the internet I've ne- never met some money on PayPal <laughs> you've all got the same screws loose with no kind of like proper communication till about or a route till about four days before yeah. <laughs> like you've got to be a slightly trusting or a slightly yeah <laughs> yes you do or, have to trust Camille yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you do and, and it's, it's always worth it um, yeah but it's probably unnerving for some people. Okay. Mm, yeah. And, and yeah, it kind of, I don't know, he just, he managed to find an interesting, diverse range of mm. people to come and do his events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on some, every side, right? I mean, in the riders for sure side, but also mm. on the people that are here, right? I mean, mm. we here in this car or you that actually selected the track or it's kind of, I mean, a weird spectrum of people that is around. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's maybe the uh, in the positive way. It's weird. Just so we I don't want to say that you are weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to be one of them. True. Yeah, exactly. It, it kind of. I don't know. I think it, it won't be for everyone. Yeah. Some people want, you know, the very organised race briefing, mm-hmm. rather than Camille telling you to pick your number out of a hat. And yeah. That's your start time. Yeah. 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 Um, it's kind of a reflection of Camille, I think. Mm. You know, it's it's not it's not going to be mainstream. Okay. Uh, I think on the first further um, Pyrenees, the very first event, uh, Emma Pauly won it. You know, ex Olympic champion <laughs> yeah. or silver medalist, ex world champion. And she said after she couldn't work out whether it was a bike race or just meant to be an art, art exhibition a project for Camille's <laughs> benefit because his history is in photography. Yeah. Mm. And I think you know, Camilla's you know obviously, I probably class him as more of an artisty artistic kind of photographer mm-hmm. and I think there's a spectrum at one end you're very organised and at the other end you're very artistic 
and you can't have both. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you need to have a kind so if, of if balance. You, yeah, and if you have a different vin, vision for a different event, then you know you take it as it comes. Yeah, but if you want like a, a posted out or emailed um, schedule and to be stuck to, then yeah, don't come to further. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Makes sense. Cool people. Then thanks a lot for this. Ju- I don't know. Do you have, do you want to add something? I didn't ask you anything. Uh, well. I ask you a lot of things, but if you want to ask something or say something. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for coming to cover it. And yeah, yeah, I loved it. Putting up with us for two days. Yeah, thanks for putting up with us. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I mean, I loved it. Whenever you want, again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty happy. <laughs> Maybe we'll have a break for a while. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I hope so. Maybe a year. <laughs> Ciao, people. Thanks, Stefano. Ciao. It has been one hour and 47 minutes. Did you enjoy it? At least half of how much I enjoy editing it. Well, let me know. You know how to do it, right? Calamaro, CC, or Broomwagon Podcast on the Instagram. And let me know what you think. And also remember to rate, review, and do whatever with this podcast on your provider. can be Spotify, can be Apple Podcasts, can be Google Podcasts. You will find me everywhere. And please, if you just can drop a comment, It's really appreciated as appreciated as dropping also some coins in my coffee link down below. Oof, I really think like I talk too much this time. But I cannot drop any episode without saying that Komoot is amazing and you can really explore the full world just by downloading their app. If you want to have an extra push, go on komoot.com slash g like Greenland and put the code broom to get your extra region. I mean, I think that actually the best of the job that Komoot does is not only pushing us out from our beds and our lovely apartments for going out for an adventure and giving us the opportunity of doing it with the maps and everything related to that, but it's inspiring us, inspiring us every day with their awesome content that they're publishing around. And one of those things that they do is, for example, supporting amazing projects like the Kendall Mountain Festival. They sponsored it, and if you missed it because it was last weekend, 17th to 19th of November, you can still catch up with stuff just by going to the Candle Mountain Festival player and you will have access to the old content until the end of the year. I did it. You have to do it as well. And it's the perfect present for Christmas. Too early to talk about Christmas. Just start thinking again about the further east that is going to happen next year. Again, in East Anglia. For now, have a nice night. Have a nice evening. Talk to you later. <laughs>